Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from the perspective of a hopeless romantic. And a cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And today we are talking about Coyote Creek Christmas. Yes, we are. Coyote Creek Christmas. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> I that mean... We, that we think. Well, yeah, maybe we we have I have a few theories about that. Oh. I know. Uh, it is not a horror movie, which you know, surprising because it it does have a great horror movie vibe. But even though it didn't didn't scare me, you know, in some ways, Stephanie, what is your take on Coyote Creek Christmas? Is this one that you would enjoy watching again while it snows softly outside? Is this one that you know you might have on the background while you're Dancing around with jingle bells. Or, you know me so well. <laughs> or is this one that you might not ever want to see again? Well, Hamilton, mm -hmm. I have to be honest. Please. I pride this podcast on honesty. I, I know no other way. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, I would have to say that I would not watch this movie again. That's very fair. That's very fair. Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. I think our <laughs> listeners do too. You're welcome. Uh, this movie was uh, a bit of a, a snoozer for me, mm. if if I'm being honest. A snoozer. A bit of a, a snooze fest. Okay. So I don't know. I felt like there were elements there that I enjoyed, mm -hmm. and but it, it wasn't enough for me to fully invest another watch in okay. there for for myself that's a, it's a fair a fair assessment and what about you well uh would you would you want to watch this one again while it snows loudly <laughs> outside or maybe if it's on in the background while you are stroking your santa mm -hmm. beard yes i do have a santa beard yeah or would this movie get coal in its stocking? Ooh. Which means you would not want to watch this movie again. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, I'm going to surprise you. I actually want to watch this movie again. I want to watch it one more time because I feel like there are elements of this plot that did not make sense to me. And I want to watch it through to see if maybe I missed something. Because it feels at the end of the movie, I, I felt like I missed something. And I, I hate that feeling as a viewer. And so for me, I want to go back and watch it to see if maybe I did miss something. Maybe there are, are threads of, of plot that I didn't connect. I'm, I'm thinking there's not, but I just want to be sure. Uh, because I think you said it best. There are elements of a good movie in here. Mm -hmm. There are elements of a good movie in here. Something happened. I don't know what. I have a few theories. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss them out to y'all. But unfortunately, it just did not connect for me. And, and I hate it because... This movie, technically speaking, the lighting was really good. It was a really good lighting setup. Well, before we dive in to the elements we liked and the elements we maybe didn't yep. like so much, I'm going to give you a plot summary. Most of these are, are pretty quick. For yep. some reason, this one, I, I got caught up on this one. You know, I, I'm, I have a theory. I think the ones you don't like, you write a lot more to it. <laughs> because I, I'm trying really hard to... May maybe make it sound better than I thought Makes it was. Makes sense of stuff. I don't know, but I, it's funny because I, I definitely have noticed a theme. I but I struggled with. I mean, just the plot of this one in general was. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk we'll about talk. it. But this is what I 
think this movie was uh, Coyote Creek Christmas. Go ahead. Lay it on us. Paige returns home to her family's inn in Coyote Creek, Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to her that her parents have plans to sell. She befriends Dylan and Noah, a father and son staying at the inn, unaware that Dylan is there to close the deal on the inn sale. Their time spent together allows her to open up. Once the truth comes out, (laughs) I know. Her trust in Dylan is questioned, but with a little Christmas magic, they find their way back to each other where the most memorable Christmas at Coyote Creek is had. Wow, that was was a novel. We just had a novel there. Uh, I still liked it, though. I still, so, you know, props for that, but definitely, definitely a longer one. Did that sound like a movie that you would want to watch? I think so. I think so. But who who does this movie star? Let's let's talk about our two main leads. Sure, we have Janelle Parrish mm-hmm. plays Paige. I, uh, I liked I liked her a lot. I'm going to say this right now. I liked her a lot. Yes, I I really enjoyed her in this movie yep. more so than I did in in the first movie with the Tiny Fork. Even though I liked the Tiny Fork movie. Oh, the Tiny Fork, yeah, yeah. Um, this, I feel, and this is what was disappointing for me is because I, I I really liked her character in Mm. this movie and there, there again, there were things that I liked about it. Um, and she starts opposite Ryan Pavey as Dylan. Good old Ryan Pavey. Classic, classic Ryan Pavey. You know, and I, I think I might stand apart from a lot of Hallmark fans, but I, and I've said it before on here. I I like my Ryan Pavey in the 1920s. I like him <laughs> as a as a 1920s man. I feel like maybe he really was born in the 1920s. Like I feel like that role in a timeless Christmas suited him perfectly, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite movie of his. So take that as you will. Okay. Um, we just lost so many listeners I, right now. Ryan Pavey fans angrily <laughs> typing his letters. I, I hear the typing right now. I I would have. I think I would have preferred this movie had. Uh, They've been in a, the nineteen twenties. Maybe that, or if we had a different male lead for Janelle. I I personally did not feel any chemistry between between these two. Okay, I mean that's a very fair assessment. Again. I will say this. I will say this. Yes, I do prefer my Ryan Pavey, you know, circa early 1900s, late 1800s, you know. But you... but placed in current time oh, yeah. and very confused. That, I mean, that is that is where he I mean, that fits role, well. That movie is just a delight. It's, it's such a delight. And he crushed that role. Yes. Um, this, and I, I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm very, well, I'm very hit or miss on him. I'm very hit or miss on him. This was a miss for me, unfortunately. For me, I, I really feel like this was casted poorly for him. This male lead role had a lot of subtlety and nuance that Ryan Pavey just does not do. That doesn't make him a bad actor. That's just not his style. You mm-hmm. know, that's not what he excels at. And so, yeah, this, I guess it's his style. Yeah. It's not my right. my taste. Yeah. And so it it just didn't it didn't click for me. I think even if this movie had a different lead for the male part. I think it still would have fallen flat because some of the weird story plot points just didn't make sense to me. That's why I want to see it again to make sure I didn't miss something because I'm 
I feel like I'm missing something. I don't think you are, but. Well, well for instance, for instance, where's my coyote? Where, where's my creek? Where's my coyote? Where's my creek? Yeah, I mean, that was, and I'm glad they explained it because, you know, right away, their town, the town mascot is a, a marmot. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was a made up word. I thought it was a gopher. I didn't know quite some of those. They look the same. A gopher. A, like, badger, what about a varmint? Like, uh, groundhog. See, I, you know, like. Are those not all the same? I don't know. Like, you're a varmint. <laughs> you're a marmot. Like, I thought these were made up kind of things, embodied everything. Apparently not. We learned some stuff, which is kind of cool. No, but Paige, fortunately, is a well of Christmas stories and the history of her town. So she is able to explain to people when they are confused, which leads us to the the meat cute, mm -hmm. um, which, of course, involves the, the marmot. Um, How could it not? Yeah. And at this point, I still thought it was a gopher. Is it? I don't know if it's the same thing or not, but... I thought the meat cute was actually cute, but mm. for the reason um, which to me was one of the main reasons why I anything that I did enjoy of this movie was because of Noah. And that was the the little boy. Yep. He was played by Azriel Dalman. Yes. Noah was was really good. I I liked his character. You know, he had a lot of pizzazz. He had those subtle and nuances, maybe that that you were you were looking for. No, he really did. I like I liked his style. I liked his acting style. Um, and also, I, I want to just shout him out for using a camera properly. A lot of these films, you know, they'll toss a camera to an actor. They don't know what to do with it. Sometimes the lens cap is on. They're using the wrong kind of lens. It's just a mess. He was rocking that in stacks beautifully. Like he was getting in the right position. This kid has used a camera before. So bravo for really embodying that role. And also, thank you for shouting out a whole bunch of different photographers and stuff. As a photographer myself, I love this part of the film. That was really cool to see. Yeah. No, he was a cool kid. And so, yeah, I thought he was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I even thought some of the writing was pretty clever uh, and it felt kind of fresh. Like there was there was a feeling to this movie that felt a little fresh. It felt it felt good. But I don't know that it was maybe... Maybe there's motivation. Character motivation in this. Maybe. I don't know what you mean by character motivation. So for, for character motivation, basically why characters were doing what they were doing, essentially, right? So we have the two parents. The parents continually lying to their, their daughter the staff that have been there for like 50 years. Very, very strange and unusual. The, par these, the parents are a little sketch in this movie. Super. I mean, <laughs> you know, I like to bring up villains. These parents might be the most villainous parents I've ever seen. And so... And they seem happy to be the villains. Like, yeah, they embraced it. They're like, oh yeah, no, we're definitely not going to tell our daughter about this. no remorse. No, none at Even all. Even when the staff finds out, they're like, yeah, what? What are you, come at me. Yeah. You know, at me. You're not, this is, this, we're doing this. Um, and so... They seem like lovely people, and so it just seemed very strange that they were they were keeping this secret from everybody, and so that was kind of the main thing. Is the parents kind of threw me. Yeah, the parents were not my favorite, um, and this is where the storyline was was kind of weird for me. I liked the idea, like to me, my favorite parts were Paige and Noah together. Mm -hmm. I loved her interactions with with him. I thought they had great chemistry together, her and the little boy, and uh, but. To me, kind of like the rest of the movie, 
I don't know. Some of the characters at the end I liked. I really liked the chef. The chef was great. That's and... what I'm saying. Elements of a good film here. And even when Dylan comes to the parents and is like, hey, maybe you should definitely tell your daughter why I'm here and that you're lying to her. They're like, Dylan, bro, come on. We can lie to our daughter on Christmas if you want to. It's our daughter. And just why? Yeah. And finally, in terms of motivation, what kind of bothered me, and even Dylan kind of realizes this, if the inn is profitable as it is, and if it's going to continue to be profitable, why would you tear it down and spend a ton of money building something new that may or may not be profitable? That to me was the most insane thing. Like the end is making money and it's going to continue to do so. Why drop millions of dollars into building something new that may or may not make money? I mean, the, the parents just did not give a flying flip about any of it they they're like we want to retire we want to have fun like yeah they were being really to selfish totally which selfish. is totally their right it's their business if they want to sell it that's totally fine but the business has been in for years exactly too. to me it was just weird that they didn't even like mention it to their only daughter yeah. see maybe she might want it you know like she's an event planner this could maybe be something up her alley like to me you would want to ask her before you even think about it if you would like if you cared about the place if you cared about your employees mm -hmm. you would maybe want to to think ahead and maybe try to keep it in the family if you could so it was very strange so that whole storyline was kind of just you know disappointing right even dylan's brother though like why would he want to tear this down no so i think i don't think the parents were the villain i think dylan's brother was the villain of the movie we can have multiple villains this is just a villainous <laughs> a villainous christmas film is what we're dealing with right now um but you know some things that we did like i did so the second meet cute of uh when they they meet together they're looking mm. for christmas trees and there's like this really cute scene that Paige like whips out her um her tape measure yeah and i'm like that's my kind of girl like yep. she is prepared um but i really liked her i love that she loved christmas and she was very cheery like she, to me she was like the perfect hallmark leading lady in this movie yeah, she really um does. and so yeah i again i i loved Paige and noah together when they were hanging out and they had interactions i thought they were adorable together so i was like oh man i really wish i liked this movie better i wish i liked the other elements of it yeah i mean we've seen a lot of of christmas tree scenes obviously uh this one was super cute i, I love the little tape measure i love her kind of uh talking to Noah about it and when noah kind of misses the mark on something she kind of reels it back in and kind of puts her own needs aside for his so it was a really great scene to see yeah. By the way, lots of beautiful natural light in that scene. <laughs> I mean, the lighting in this film was beautiful. I mean, we were talking top notch, uh, just varied, beautiful. You know, we have, again, natural light, you know, I love, but even the interiors were just lit wonderfully, um, a little bit soft at times, but we still had some nice shadowing on the side of the face, just made, gave me all the feels right there. Well, you know why? Uh, because the cinematographer was the same cinematographer as A Timeless Christmas. There you go. Um, and that is Thomas M. Harding. Yeah. And as for the camera work, obviously, you know, it was good. So yeah, great for technical. Mm -hmm. We've got that. Technical out. wins again. Che <laughs> technical <laughs> wins again. Um, but yeah, the romance definitely was not working for me in this movie. You know, 
they that we do have like a little side love plot with mm. Paige's friend Quinn. And I have to say I really enjoyed Quinn. She was great. She, she was, was another yeah, she was another favorite part of mine. Um I would love to see her in more Hallmark movies. Like she had great personality mm. and great rapport with Paige too. You know, again we talk about friendships in these films. I believe they were friends. I, you know, they kind of had some fun together. And I think that was really cool to see. Yeah. And so there's this, you know, cute little side story with her that she's into the musician that mm -hmm. plays at the end, Mia. And, you know, they had some cute moments together. I really wanted to like be pulling for them. I wasn't necessarily feeling it from Mia's side. Um, yeah, Mia was kind of mean. She's Mia like... was... I feel like Quinn could do better. Well, I mean, the way Mia treated her, Quinn could do better because Mia knows that Quinn is into her. She knows it. And yet Mia's just like, I want to hear you say it. The entire film, she's like that. And I'm just, I can't get behind that. But they make up for it with some beautiful, cute couch cuddling near the fire. And again, we have the orange glow of the fire. Mm. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say that probably was my favorite as far as like romance. That was my favorite scene in the movie. And it was not between Dylan and Paige. It was Mia and Quinn in the background. But I thought it was a very clever scene because they aren't the focal point. Right. They're in the background and Dylan and Paige are having this conversation, like a very like emotional, like mm -hmm. climactic scene for them. But I didn't care about what they were saying. But the the fact that Mia is in the background, just kind of like strumming her oh, guitar. Golly, yeah. She was playing the music for that scene. Yeah, it was neat. It, it was, was really very neat. neat. Like I was like, this is a really clever scene. But yes, it was extremely clever. I, I love that scene. That was probably one of my favorite scenes. And it was shot beautifully, lit beautifully. Just such a cozy scene. That's that's the only word I can describe it, a cozy scene. Where, dreamy. It was, a, it was ooh, dreamy, yeah. A dreamy, cozy scene. Yeah, it was, it was great. You could feel the cold. Like you see, you know, yeah. Quinn and Mia bundled up. And and then there's, you know, some sad conversation going on with Dylan and Paige. But uh, yeah, I thought that scene was really, was really great. Yep. You know, I did kind of like this idea of, you know, even before Paige realizes this, you know, could be her last Christmas here since her parents are keeping mm. it from her. They they have like a theme yep. to the Christmas party every year at the end. And some of those themes, like I was like, why didn't we get that? There actually was a murder mystery theme. Yeah, that she was talking about like my past theme they did a murder mystery Christmas. My goodness, Sign yeah. I'm me like, up. why didn't we get that movie? That to me would have been a more interesting <laughs> movie. Yes, and yes, I okay. I'll say this because you know <laughs> I love other cultures. I love learning about other cultures' traditions. So I was I was hooked on that part of the movie. I was like, what do they do? There's some creepy like squirrel thing that comes to kill children or something. I was like, what is going on? Yes, and I will say that I I thought that. That part of it was cool, but they didn't really. It was kind of like, yeah, they, like, like they could have done more. It's like, so it's like it was touched a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like if you're gonna do something like this, like do it, do it. Yeah. So I did like that little montage scene where we got to see different people at the mm. end, and they're talking about their um, their traditions and different cultures and stuff of how they celebrate Christmas. One being some creepy cat that like eats children i don't know i, I i'm maybe i'm getting my my christmas is confused that's um, possible but 
I thought it was a I thought it was a nice scene and a nice like way to kind of like showcase you know the different cultures and food and like what people eat and how they spend yeah. their Christmas because everyone celebrates the world because everyone celebrates the holidays differently and it was I I love seeing that um, yeah but then when we actually have the party it's just kind of like like you said an afterthought like we don't yeah you know it's just kind of like bling 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 <laughs> like they kind of just show like the little things and that's it and but that's how we get so that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about elements of a good movie in here. Right. And we just need to pull out those elements and, and make a good movie. So how? Yeah. Those are the elements. Like, and then that was it. Like they, they didn't expand on like the good parts mm -hmm. of it, you know? Well, we'll see because again, I'm sure our listeners will let me know if they're big fans of this movie out there, please let me know why you loved it. What really, you know, kind of resonated with you because I'd, I'd love to have a conversation about it. Yeah. So, our conflict comes in pretty early. Ooh, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because I actually took note of the minute it came in. It oh, came did in, you? I think, like a minute 60. So about an hour into the film mm -hmm. is when the conflict comes up. And I was like, okay, this is an interesting way to do it. I hated it more that it came earlier in the film. Well, I know. I was like, where are they going to go from here? It's it's It was weird. Yeah. So, it and what's even weirder, like mm -hmm. we have this scene that Paige is talking to her parents and right. she sits them down and she's like, you know, I know you guys <laughs> want to travel and retire and all this stuff. And like, I've been thinking, I really love this inn, And, you know, I just feel like I would want to take over the end and like, I would love it. And I'm like thinking, wait, did I miss something? How do did you know they, this? Did they tell her yeah. that they were selling? No, no, they did not tell her. She's just saying all of the things that they would probably want to be hearing, but they still don't say anything. They just sit there and let her speak. They look at each other. The villainous parents. Um, Should we tell her? No, 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 don't tell her. This is not the right time. But then when she finds out yeah. that they are selling, she's just like, well, you know, I don't know what I want now. And I guess I'll never know. And I'm just thinking, but what? You literally just said yeah. exactly what the situation was. And you said you wanted the end. And now that you could have it, you don't know if it's what you want. Well, the mom says to her, like, the mom says to her something along the lines of, do you want it because you want it or because you think we want you to have, like some line like that. And that just completely throws her off her game. It, but it she was, does know because she thought exactly, about it already. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though the mom says that, to it still doesn't make sense for me. And again, they don't tell her about Dylan. It's just... And poor Dylan, poor, poor Dylan. Like he is just wrapped up in this this parental <laughs> villainous drama. I will say I did feel sorry for him because he's just like, what? Like with a minute they're like, you can't tell her. He's kind of like, um, I don't know. I Maybe feel I should this. not be spending Christmas here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he did not know he was gonna fall in love with her yeah. and his kid was gonna take a you know a liking to her, but. You know, he has this like funny line where he's talking to her dad earlier on and he's like, the dad's telling him, you know, this place gets to you. And he's, and Dylan's like, oh, I'll be long gone before it can get me. And I was just thinking, famous last words, Dylan. <laughs> and I was like, this is where the Coyote Creek yes, the comes coyote. in, you know, but no, we never, we never got. Um, we didn't get that movie. We did, <laughs> we did not, get that movie. We did not. But, and again, like the whole conflict, she gets the call from his brother 
and she hears about it and it's not from him so she's upset and even it's that like, even that was so weird it's like what person calls an n instead of their cell phone or texts them like and then explains why he's it's just it was an unusual way to sort of further the drama I was not a fan of that. And, and that's what was weird for me is like there were parts of the 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 script that I thought were really, you know, cute and clever. Mm -hmm. um, and then things like this that just kind of didn't make sense. Uh, like people wouldn't do this. I, I, at least I don't think. But they had a budget. I mean, they had, again, the, they must have had a good budget because their lighting was on point. Their B-roll, I usually don't shout out B-roll. Great B-roll in this film. And for those of you that don't know, um, I'll just quickly explain B-roll is basically the shots um, that you see between scenes, right? So if they're the end, and then you'll see like, oh, here's the establishing shots and B-roll of the mountains, and then they're in another spot, basically. Um, so it's generally used like that. So they had some lovely vistas, lovely establishing shots. It was great. And again, it got me... You know that snowy cold vibe like i was i was loving that yeah i thought the end was great itself like mm -hmm. the location of oh, the ball lights coming down in the middle yeah ooh, ooh. it was very cute like they had i was like uh snowflakes or mm -hmm. things strung yep. strung about lights uh yeah it was very cozy the end was very great i was like yeah why would you want to sell this place i'm sure it is a lot of work but Surely someone you know would want to take this over so you could keep all of these employees and exactly employees and not just employees that you got on like on you know Craigslist last year. These employees have literally been there their entire lives. They maybe found them on Craigslist, but no. like 10 years ago, Craigslist. No, this was before Craig. This was like <laughs> newspaper ads, circling classifieds. The one woman I think said she's been there for like 30 years or something. Because yeah. because this was their grandparents' in. And so, again, their motivation just blew my mind for, for what happens here. And even towards the end, you know, we have this sort of glamping situation with the tents and, and Paige doesn't want Dylan's help at all. You know, I guess you can help me. Like, she's so mad when really she should be mad at her parents. Yeah, very, very misplaced. And I, I feel like... Again, that whole glamping scene, I don't know what that was, but it it made for a beautiful shot. Yeah. Like yeah. the tent saw lit up on the green. Like I thought that was beautiful. So it was just, I don't know. Yeah. It was just kind of all over the place for me, guys. But yeah, so I, I didn't like how she treated Dylan either. You know, he, And we had half the movie for it too, of her treating Dylan badly. But thankfully, Quinn speaks up and she's like, well, we really can't be turning down help right now because, and this is another thing, if you can explain yeah, to please. me, they apparently... All of the townspeople oh, yeah. find out that the <laughs> inn is going for sale and then they all decide to come and stay there. So I don't know if they, I was like, do they think that the inn's in trouble and they're trying to save it by coming to stay there? Or exactly. they just want to like stay there one last time before it's gone? Maybe? And the parents were all about it too. The parents were like psyched about it. And it's like, what? What is happening here? What is this movie? Maybe we did miss something. I don't know, but it didn't make sense to me. That's why I want to watch it again. I need to know because it, it bothers me because again, the parts in this movie that we like, I really enjoyed. And I just, for me, it's one of the, the big things, you know, lighting, obviously technical, but when, when plots don't make sense, it, it, I don't like it. And that's what's frustrating is like, and we talk about these movies that have like 
the the ones that feel like the stars have aligned and everything right. comes together mm -hmm. performance casting and budget all collide yeah. and it makes an amazing thing like we just did christmas in harmony and that movie we loved but then you know you had the issue you thought their budget so if we had coyote creek budget for christmas in harmony Ooh. oh, oh my can goodness. you imagine can you imagine i mean <laughs> Yeah, and it it breaks my heart because you guys know how much we love these films. We do. And when it misses the marks, it you know misses the marks on our hearts. <laughs> that is true. There you go. That was good. So you know, Dylan is like, I don't want to have any. He's like, I'm I'm out of here. Like me and my kid, we're getting out of here. Which... I'm taking his Instax with us. We're hitting the road. <laughs> and this scene was so funny oh to me God. because they leave. And <laughs> Noah is all of a sudden like, Dad, you're such a buffoon, which, come on. When His was the last the time you heard buffoon? His words of the day were great. I'm they were great. Right. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like uh, such a light in mm -hmm. this movie. Um, <laughs> a light through the, the Coyote Creek darkness. <laughs> but he's like, Dad, you're such a buffoon. And, you know, I'm thinking Noah. Apparently, they've driven 350 miles away. And I'm thinking, yeah. Noah, couldn't you have called your dad a buffoon 350 miles earlier? Because I'm like, are they really going to turn around? I didn't see. They said that. And I'm like, all right, he, he surely doesn't mean that. He means that they would have driven 350 miles but no. I don't think. I think they no, drove. No, because it's like yeah. the next day at night. Yeah. So they're driving at night, but then they don't get there until the next night. And so literally they, they drove that far and then he was like, yo, maybe we should really turn around. <laughs> like, Noah, come on. And so that was weird as well. So many little little oddities like that. And um, and speaking of oddities, you know, they do this cute little thing where, you know, the big marmot that they they first met her when she's looking for that giant <laughs> uh plastic, I don't know, plastic marmot. It's a it's not real. It's a giant. We don't. We don't think it's not real. real. We don't think it's real. <laughs> I must have missed the material that it is made <laughs> out of. But they somehow know that she is going to walk out on that back patio oh, yeah. and find the marmot there. Because I'm like, how did they know that they she know. would come out at that time and find it there with their their little note? It's Christmas magic. That's how they knew Christmas magic. That's why, yeah, and I had that in my write-up because I'm like, that's the only way. Mm -hmm. It had to be Christmas magic. Well, that's why Noah waited 357 miles <laughs> to tell them because he had to get there at the exact right moment for her to walk <laughs> out. Did. It was all planned perfectly by Noah. He really did. Um, and, you know, Paige is realizing maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on Dylan. Oh, my goodness. Come on. But what is the craziest thing? About this movie. Are you, are you sure? Because we've gone over some pretty crazy stuff. The craziest thing about this movie. Yeah. Was this ending kiss. Was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. And I'm like, surely. Surely wet campfire. It's got to be wet campfire all the way. No. Pavey's an expert. He's pro. No blazing inferno. But there definitely were sparks. And I'm like, where was this the whole movie? Where was this the whole movie? They were fighting the whole movie. She was mad at him the whole movie. Not, no, that was that was the hour after. <laughs> so sorry. So half of the movie. So half of the movie. No, I, I was not feeling it. But they had they had a good chemistry in the kiss. Mm -hmm. So I gave that kiss a solid sparks. For those of you who don't know, we have wet campfire, 
Sparks. Sm sparks or smolder? There's a kindling. Okay. I added the kindling. Okay, so wet campfire. If it's like in between. And then there's sparks that it's like, you know. Sparking. Yeah. Sparking. Then we have. Blazing Inferno. Blazing Inferno. Okay. All right. Because, you know, there's no in between on Hallmark. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. That makes sense. Wet campfire, sparks, or blazing inferno. Right. Um, but yeah, that was very surprising to me that they they had a, a solid kiss. At the Not end, to me, baby so. can kiss. He knows what's up. <laughs> he, he goes for it. No, honestly, I mean honestly, he's he is a veteran of Hallmark movies, so I'm sure you know he's he knows what to do. He's a professional. So that was Coyote Creek Christmas. No murder. Lots of marmots. Lots of mistakes. But again, elements. Of a good movie in there, um, and, and this is strictly our opinion, as always. Mm -hmm. I, I just I hate when we don't like them. I really, I don't like it. Yeah, it is. It's very frustrating. So this is the first one that we've like. You know, I, I we I was very confident. At, we watched Christmas in Harmony, and I was like, yes, we're still going strong. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, this one just fell fell a little flat for us. So let us know what you guys think, because usually when we don't like one. I, I love to hear people's reactions because um, I know there are people out there that did enjoy this one. Let us know. Drop us a, drop us a DM. Slide into those DMs. Give us some messages. Uh, maybe you saw something that we didn't. Maybe there's some elements that you like that we missed. Please let us know. And as always, guys, you know, thank you for just listening. Thank you for your message of, messages of encouragement. Thank you for just your, your messages about how much you love these films as much as we do. It's, it's been great so far. So thank you. Yes, it, it is mind blowing to me that we are still doing this and that people actually want to hear us talk about these movies. So it's fun for us. And I'm glad it's fun for y'all too. So make sure you if you are listening on a place where you can rate and review us, that really helps us out. So keep that up. Um, we really appreciate it. we've seen some reviews coming in mm -hmm. and very, very kind words. Uh, and and yeah. it really, really makes my really makes my day. Yeah, it warms warms my Christmas heart. It does. Yeah. So we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks.